Please listen carefully. Hi, this is Books with Brooks, a podcast about the books we love, why we think they're important, and why we think you should read them. I'm Jesse. I am Elijah. And welcome back. Hello. What are we talking about today, Jay? We are on Chapter 7 of The Living Church, and we are talking about giving. 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 Giving, giving, giving. This is... Oh, it's a long chapter. Yeah, he makes a lot of good points that are important. And also a lot of points. A lot of points. Ten points. Yeah. Can we go through the ten points just quick? Is, We're not going to talk about all of them. Uh-huh. Um, but just to give you guys an inside scoop yeah. if you're not reading it with us. Yeah, so... Um, Background, he uses a couple chapters in 2 Corinthians that he draws these 10 points out of, uh, chapters 8 and 9. Uh, go give those a look. Um, mm-hmm. That's a lot for us to read. Um, and if we do, we won't be able to talk about anything. But read it, it's important that he derives it from that. So, um, do you just want to go on and off? I'll start with number one. One, two, yes, three, yeah. four. All right, number one. Christian giving is an expression of the grace of God. Uh, Number two is Christian giving can be a gift of the Spirit. Number three, Christian giving is inspired by the cross of Christ. Number four, Christian giving is proportionate giving. Number five, Christian giving contributes to equality. Number six, giving must be carefully supervised. Seven, Christian giving can be stimulated by a little friendly competition. Interesting. Number eight, Christian giving resembles a harvest. Number nine, Christian giving has symbolic significance. And number ten, Christian giving promotes thanksgiving to God. So, those are his ten principles uh, for Christian giving, um, a hallmark of a li- of a living church. Mm-hmm. Um, those are pretty good. What are your thoughts on just the general list overall? I think it's very good. There's some things that I wouldn't have thought about, mm. right? Um, I think number seven's a big one that I wouldn't have thought about. Of Christian giving can be stimulated by friendly competition. Competition's a naughty word. Yeah, but he writes a little blurb on that. <laughs> Never underestimate how reports of giving um, may spur others to mm-hmm. give. Now, is that a negative or a positive? Positive. Like um, an encouragement, uh, I guess. Because, I mean, he talks about the way in which Paul will write to other churches and just, in a, like in a very positive and good way, boast about their generosity. Mm. Which he should. I mean, we're, he's writing to other churches. We're sharing in this gift of generosity together and this joy of generosity. But, yeah, yeah he's, do, he's do, bragging on other... Yeah, because competition, you know, I said sounds like a bad word when it comes to giving. Yeah, it could, yeah. That was probably the initial reaction people will, would have to a heading titled that. Yeah. So that, one's, that one is Good interesting. Good conversation starter. Yeah. Um, but we don't want to talk about all, well, we would like to talk about all of these. Yeah, you didn't t- say which one for you. Oh, you didn't ask. Uh, <laughs> I'm asking now. Okay. Um, which one stands out to me? Well, there's a few of them. 
Um, I like all of them. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, um, let's see. I'm going to... Christian giving contributes to equality. Uh, I think is a good one. Yeah? Yeah. Um, I think it's important to realize that our giving does attribute something um, to, you know, the life of the church, but also the life and ministry of the church, but also to the lives of the people around it and the people who are impacted by the ministry of the church. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this isn't some sort of um, utopian equality, but um, here, let me see this. There's something, there's something he says um, that's really good. But I, it's also important to notice, and this does play into um, the point where he does talk about that Christian giving's to be supervised. Um, yeah. Giving doesn't prey upon the weak for gain in the church. It's a question of justice. Um, oh. Is what he talks about, and I like that. Um, so it does not prey on people for benefit. Um, so he quotes Second Corinthians eight thirteen to fifteen. He says, "Our desire is not that others might be relieved while you are hard pressed, but that there might be equality. At the present time, your plenty will supply what they need, so that in turn their plenty will supply what you need. Then there will be equality, as it is written: He who gathered much did not have too much, and he who gathered little did not have too little." So it's that idea of what we talked about in the fellowship chapter, mm. right, about that third element of facing each other and caring for each other. Um, and it's a matter of caring for the people we love. And, oh, look at that. I wrote a little thing on the side. Fellowship, page 93. Look at you. On the book, look at that. Let's see what that's talking about. Oh, yeah, our mutual res- the mutual responsibility we have to each other. I think that's good to remember. The giving's a part of that. Um, so... Yeah, it's not, I like this, it's not egalitarianism um, that we are, you know, everything that we have is equal and we're like a monolithic expression of culture and um, status and economics. Um, but it's caring for each other because we're equal in worth and dignity. We're all made in God's image. Um, um, and that he's given us gifts to use in order to help each other. Mm. Um, he also does make a good point about educational opportunity as part of equality mm-hmm. um, and how Christians he says have been in the forefront of those urging literacy and education for all which is actually true if you look through the history of the Christian church um, churches and church people and church leaders start a lot of schools especially poor areas I think of um, like, um, maybe like John Knox started schools all over Scotland. That's a huge deal. Thomas Guthrie and the Ragged Schools for Poor Children. The Ragged Schools. Yeah. Um, th- that's huge. And the church has been doing that, promoting education um, for centuries. Yeah. And so we're talking about giving. And I have to say, when I hear giving, the first thing that comes to my mind is money. Mm, yeah. Is that all giving in the church is? No, it's a it's it's certainly part of it. Because um, you know, just as we're, but it's not all of it because 
We're called to be stewards. That which we have has been given to us by God. Mm-hmm. That includes money, but that also includes our time, our talents, our giftings, our resources, our effort. And it's a matter of stewardship in all of those things, that those are gods that he has given to us, literally mm-hmm. God-given. Um, and so it does apply to money, but it falls within this, um, under this umbrella of stewardship, right? Mm-hmm. Caring for what God has given us. Um, money is a very tangible way to measure it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we could talk about the equality thing of the people in the church and even um, going out in the community, like with that example of education and equality. Um, mm-hmm. That certainly does require money and resources, mm-hmm. but those resources are also people with talents, people with time, people with effort. Yeah, so that goes into my next train of thought. So, you and I live off of people's giving. Yeah. So, Elijah and I work in local church ministry, but we're supported through gifts um, from other people. Mm -hmm. And that is huge, right? But I don't have to be in ministry because, you know, like pastors and the churches they work, the how they get paid for work to live is through the giving of their congregation. Giving of the people, yeah. Giving of the people. So that, I look at that, and that is a way that we're supporting each other and caring mm-hmm. for each other. Um, so... Which I think is a really cool picture. Yeah. Oh, just we rely on one another, which goes back to fellowship. Yeah. Right? But those two need to be tied together. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. To gain the whole gift of what it symbolizes, what it shows. And God did that on purpose. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all of these things. All of these things are a chain. And it's really easy to see how a lot of these fit together, but I think especially with giving and fellowship. Um, it's almost, I almost wish these chapters were, those chapters were back to back. I feel like that with a lot of them. But that's sure. the beauty of they all flow together. But, but they, yeah, it's a big, it's a big chain. And I need to make all, a diagram. All the, <laughs> all the links must be there. But yeah, um, like on that point, that's been a really, fundraising, although, you know, Support raising. Support raising, yeah. Sorry. Support raising. Um, yeah, it's difficult. It can be awkward. It's also mostly very encouraging. Mm. The way that God's people, God's church, are loving and supportive and generous. Yeah. So, that being said, I want... So, how Elijah and I... Uh, are breaking this one down as we each picked a point or two uh, that we wanted to cover. Three. <coughs> I picked three. <laughs> <laughs> um, not based on importance, but just, I think, what the Lord is teaching us right now mm-hmm. um, based off of what we've read in Stout's book. So um, the question I just asked Elijah about, or made the statement about us being supported by people's gifts and giving ties in what we're learning right now in that and and the hard part about it but the amazing part about 
seeing people's generosity and being encouraged by that um, and feeling supported by people um, goes into the first point that Stott gives of Christian giving is an expression of the grace of God, which um, God is a generous God, and in that, we're called to be generous, mm. too. So, what he's saying is gener generosity equals grace. What do you think about that? I th yeah, I think, like, he's saying God's grace is generous. If we think about it, isn't it? That while we while we while we while we my gosh while we while we were sinners Christ died for us and God came down emptied himself of all glory and majesty to become a human yeah in order to give himself you know as mm -hmm. we talked about earlier how Christ came to serve and not be served and how silly it would look for Christians to not have that same humble attitude. Like mm -hmm. God is generous in that he's given us everything that we need to know him, mm -hmm. uh, to love him, and to know the love that he has for us. Mm -hmm. How ridiculous and how uh, counterintuitive and just how, like, what a disconnect it would be for us to not be generous with yeah. things that aren't even ours, with things that God has given us. Yeah. What has blessed us with. Yeah. Um, 2 Corinthians 8, 1 through 6 is Paul talking about um, the Macedonian church and how generous they've been to him. Mm. And the unique thing about that passage is Paul doesn't go straight to talking about the Macedonian church's generosity. How he talks about their generosity is by recognizing how the grace of God. And with that point, it's thinking through um, when we give generously we first are giving ourselves to God so we first give ourselves to God and then in that God works in us to give generously because he gives us the tools to be generous but he also works in our hearts to desire to be that way yeah. we first have to start with giving ourselves up to God because everything comes from him yeah. So I, that struck me. Yeah, Christian generosity is something that can only be um, cultivated in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, by God. Yeah, so I guess what we're talking about Christian generosity, what does it look like for a person who's not a Christian to be generous? Why is it different? Wow, that's good. I, I mean, I think you you hit on it is that just like all these things that we talk about um, it is because of and in response to 
um, what God has told us about himself in the Bible. Mm-hmm. His um, unfailing, his um, perfect love for us, um, the grace that he showed us, a favor we don't deserve, how he's been merciful to us. Mm-hmm. And when we understand that, and when our hearts understand that, our reaction can be nothing but to love and worship him, but then also to take on those characteristics mm-hmm. and worship him in that and emulate him and be little, you know, little lights to the world, examples of who he is mm-hmm. um, to the world. Mm-hmm. And so it points to something greater than ourselves because it's mm-hmm. in it's inspired and brought forth by God who's greater than ourselves. Yeah. I think that's a big point. It's just, what's the origin of it? Mm. Yeah, because people who aren't Christians can be generous. Absolutely. They can be generous and, and give a lot. Yeah. But there is a distinction between the two of where does our generosity stem from. We don't give because we want to be a good person. Yeah. Though, people who aren't Christians give because they care, too. Absolutely. Right? Some of the most generous people in the world. But it comes it comes back to the grace of God, and yeah. that's what sets those two apart, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, yeah, I ask a good thing to think through. Yeah, it's definitely... That, the difference. Yeah, it's a good thing to think through, and it's a good um, example of a way in which we can examine our own hearts. Yeah, yeah. And, and not be so critical of those who aren't believers. Because I think sometimes we are set apart. But that doesn't mean we should be separated. Yeah, absolutely. And... That might be a little off track of what we're talking about, but that just came to mind. Yeah. Of we still need to be involved in their lives, mm. and they'll still be involved in ours, mm-hmm. which is which, in itself, is a gift of grace from God, which is cool. Um, but you know, in that he talks about start. We'll talk about in this little section for number one, um, how easy our comfortable Western culture can deaden our sensitivity to others' needs. The Macedonians had no such comfort and no such lure of personal satisfaction. The values were entirely different. They gave themselves first to the Lord and then to Paul and his fellow workers. What a model for the Corinthians and for us. So, I felt a little convicted after reading that. Of like, uh, one of those people who I treasure other things and I'm comfortable in the things that I have. And he says their values were entirely different. They gave themselves first to the Lord and then to Paul. So it was God first, uh, giving graciously to others and then worrying about themselves. Yeah. Um, Last week, so what, today is July 3rd when we recorded this, and... Wow, way to give away when well, I'm all saying, this is happening. I'm saying that in reference to when people listen to it later. The veil's been lifted, you've seen the man behind the curtain. 
whatever. So last Sunday, um, our pastor in Edinburgh, Neil, um, did a sermon on generosity mm-hmm. and um, being as generous as Jesus, right? And he covered... We'll link to that in the show notes. That's what podcasting people say. <laughs> he covered Matthew six nineteen. Um, that says, do not lay up your up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor do- rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, your heart will be also. Mm-hmm. So uh, that correlates really well with what we're talking about here in this of... Where where do we start when we think about this? Mm-hmm. Because I think giving financially is something that is more recent to us in, in understanding. But this giving does not just mean financial. Right. Giving means your time, your home. It's an emptying of yourself and whatever that is, right? Yeah, so, but there are real examples, you know, the real examples of that are giving up your time, your home, your energy, your listening, your, you know, the list goes on and on. A meal at your table. Yeah. Watching children, you know, that's, yeah, a giving of yourself. So in that, it is, in that, point number two. Christian giving can be a gift of the spirit. We all must give. Um, we all must give. We all must recognize some might be able to do more than others. So when he's talking about a gift from the spirit, he's not necessarily talking about something like preaching or teaching or evangelism even. Mm. It seems to be in a, a lot of what he's talking about is in the context of that which God gives us. Yeah. Um, and even that generosity that the spirit breeds in our heart. Yeah. Yeah. Second Corinthians eight seven says, "But just as you excel in everything, in faith and speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness, and in your love for us, see that you also excel in this grace of giving." So, you know, just as. Um, like with evangelism, let's see, um, all Christians are called to share the gospel, but some are gift, given the gift of evangelism. We covered that earlier in the podcast. Um, all Christians are called to exercise pastoral care to others, but not all are called to be pastors themselves. Mm-hmm. Just like that, all Christians are called to be generous, but some are given the particular gift of giving. Those entrusted with significant financial resources have special responsibility to be good stewards of those resources. So that's just an example. But also, like, think about, like, with me. I love giving people little gifts that are special to them. Mm -hmm. Little trinket things or flowers or cards, letters. I love that. And that is something that the Lord has instilled in me. I really enjoy doing that. So giving, I'm giving, but the Lord is also blessing me in that. Mm. He's created me to do that, and I'm fulfilling what he has asked yeah. me 
yeah. by recognizing that I mm-hmm. enjoy that. And that kind of ties to a point we're not um, going to cover in length, but that Christian giving is proportionate. Yeah. Um, is that is we give according to our means. Um, that that's the general rule. Um, and this is just kind of like the, the that spiritual element of it, realizing that that which we have is a gift to us. Yep. And is it to be used in order to glorify God, like what you were just saying. Mm-hmm. Right? And that was a good way to tie it in with us, not just pure giving of money. No. It's the giving of other things, which, you know, we've said. Um, and I think that's fairly evident. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's a really good thing to acknowledge. Like, And that's a beautiful thing. God's given you that expression of joy and love mm-hmm. to give to others. Mm-hmm. It's amazing to view that as a spiritual gift. Yeah. But also to remind ourselves that though some uh, are able to do more than others, don't burden yourself that you're not able to do what somebody else can do. Exactly. Because God gives people different things. So that so we take what God is the grace God has given us and do what we can with it. It may not be money. Right, which is, yeah, exactly. And that's why he makes that point of the practical, in essence, practical of proportionate giving. Yeah. Um, Number three, this is my last one because I did three. (laughs) Um, Is, but I think they all tie together and they're a base for the major importance of giving. Yes. I think all, like I've said many times before, it flows from here. Um, Is, I would almost make this like number one or number two. If you were making this list and doing it based on importance. Based on importance, Which I don't yes. Think he's, doing, but yeah. he's not doing that, but I am. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse's book, John Stott's book, The Living Church by Jesse Brooke. <laughs> Let me reorganize it. Just kidding. He organizes it really well. The way he organizes it really helps me think about these things. Um,. So, number three is Christian giving is inspired by the cross of Christ. As we give, may we too reflect on the cross and all that it has achieved for us through the death of Christ. Um, just how amazing everything flows through that lens. Yeah. We, the, we only have what we have because of the cross of Christ. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a John Stop book. Really? The Cross of Christ. Oh. Wow. Wow. He's just brilliant. It's like, is that subliminal messaging? I guess. I don't know what that means. (laughs) Um, You know, and that's that's just amazing in it all. You can't... It's the center of everything, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Because of God's generosity and giving his son to us, through Jesus' generosity of giving his life and literally his bloodshed, his, not just his life of caring for people, yeah, give for up everything. teaching people, the whole for shebang. suffering. Getting caboodle. Yeah. You know, but we have, to, we have to lay that out. He was born lowly. Mm-hmm. He worked hard as a carpenter in a normal job. He had all the struggles we had. You know, there's so many elements to how he gave 
realistically as a man through his offering of different things. And then to die for us, that's ultimate, that's the grace. So that's why I would say that starts and yeah. everything comes from that. Yeah. We're talking about God who humbled himself. And then we, to do that for us when we were undeserving and to then think about what we have and that what we're called to give. Well, doesn't that put giving into perspective? Absolutely. I mean, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, it's my, that's exactly my point is that, like, think about that. Like, you're being asked to give up just in a general basis. Yeah. Or being asked to give up. Yeah. All right, your turn. All right. Um, the two, see, I'm obeying the rules. Okay. Rule breaker. Um, <laughs> first one is Christian giving must be carefully supervised. And these are two that actually do follow. They're, it's a, uh, like two that actually do follow each other, and I think that they relate to each other because it comes right after Christian giving contributes to equality. And this element of that um, giving isn't um, something that's predatory. It's a mm. duty Christians have, but it's also something that must be supervised. Um, in the sense that, you know, as pastors, there is an element of which we have to, um, it ties into the proportionate thing, too. Um, not And not just for, you know, people who have much and are giving nothing or little, but even people who don't have much who are giving and it's detrimental. Hmm to themselves, you know, there's a pastoral element to that, mm-hmm. but then there's also an element in which, um, that which is given must be supervised in how it's used. Mm-hmm. Um, so we like think of like churches that have, there's been instances, instances of pastors who lose their job because of, of a moral failing that's tied to the way in which they use money. Mm-hmm. Like that pastors got to be supervised. It's a, it's an accountability measure, yeah, isn't it? Exactly. Because we are sinners. Yeah. Now yeah. that doesn't give you a, a free card to do whatever you want. Absolutely not. But we have to remember that you know we're not any different. Yeah. Other than God's grace, and we yeah. we're still warring with that desire uh, that that's in our hearts, um, mm-hmm. and that comes up in that how we're tempted. Um, it's also just a reminder that we're not the owners of what we have. We're stewards. We're called to take care of what God has given us. Um, and it's a wise thing. And if we're going to be wise, we've got to be accountable. Like, <laughs> that's a no-brainer. And Scripture's full of that. I mean, like, we talked about uh, elders a while ago. Yeah. So elders do. Keep each yeah. other accountable. Keep the church accountable. So I... So I think that was a good one. Christian giving must be carefully supervised. This isn't willy-nilly. This isn't um, prosperity, health and wealth, name it and claim it. Giving we're talking about, that's predatory. That is ungodly. And it's just despicable. What does that mean, E? Um, This is particularly like something America is shamefully like exported to a lot of the world. Mm-hmm. But you have these quote-unquote preachers, pastors, because yeah. uh, that's not what they are, um, who say that the Bible says you give, that God's grace is displayed based on 
essentially what you give. Yeah. Um, that faith is measured by what you have. So, like, if you have faith and good faith, you'll be wealthy, you'll be successful, you'll be healthy, um, like health and wealth. And that, mm-hmm. you know, if you have enough faith, it can help you obtain what you want. So name it, claim it. If you got faith, like you're gonna get it, um, and that and that is, this are, that's, that those cronies are crooks, stealing for people and preying upon people and yeah. leading them astray. And that's another part, like, yeah. and that's not supervised. No, no, and that's why it's important not to shy away from this conversation. <clears throat> I think sometimes we do because money is always, like, that topic that none of us like to talk about. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. But this isn't just a money topic, right? But we need to know the difference. And actually, there's a really good documentary called In Christ Alone, right? American Gospel. American Gospel. In Christ Alone is the second Christ. one. No, it's American Gospel, colon, In, in Christ, Christ Alone. the first one. About prosperity um, gospel. Yeah, it's, I think it's on Netflix. At least, at least in, in the United States. Yeah. Uh, really encourage you to check it out if you have questions on that. It's very good. Yeah. Um, good and accessible. Yeah, but that leads into, right, of, you know, prosperity gospel tells us that uh, your faith is measured by what you give. God provides by what you give him, uh, which is not true. It's mm. not biblical. Mm. Um, what is giving, actually, in giving, light of that? Giving is, and this is the second point I want to talk about, it's Thanksgiving to God. It's a response to what God has done for us. It's a response to what you were talking about, the cross of Christ. Mm. Um, it's a response to who he is. And we do so because we love God and we're saying thank you. Thank you for what you've done for us. Thank you for what you've given us. I'm giving it back to you mm-hmm. so that your church may use it, so that we may promote equality, care for each other, that we may... Um, be able to do the things that we do to bring glory to your name. Um, and that's, you know, that is, in essence, like talking about the prosperity gospel of what Christianity is, is that we don't do to get. It's not legalism. We don't do in order to obtain something. Mm-hmm. We do because of what Christ has already done for us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's responsive. It's not, in, it's not in order to gain. We're not purchasing something. Do you think we can get quite legalistic with uh, giving? We feel like we have to, so we do. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that's definitely a thing. And I think that that's a running theme and a, a, an observation, at least I'm sure you notice this, but that I noticed from reading this, this is a constant, this is a hard issue. Mm. All these things are hard issues, but these are things that we have to monitor in our, our own hearts. Um, especially, when it, especially when it comes to giving, because a lot of that is about like possessions that we have. Yeah, what do you mean by heart issue? Um, you know, we have to be... Uh, it's an issue with our ourselves and why we do things yeah and the underlying motivation emotions mm. um, and the status of you know our thoughts and actions of why we're giving are we giving to get something are we giving because we feel bound to are we giving so that other people think more highly of us yeah um, instead of <clears throat> giving thanks to God um, yeah yeah so giving stems from God. His grace, the cross, and it's a response. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think Stout would even talk about that it's a privilege. It's a privilege. Because it's a privilege to give thanks to God. And I yeah. think that's wow, so challenging for me 
I'm sure it's so challenging for many other people, but you just think about it, it's like, I get to give these things back to God and thank Him. Like, mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Well, I find it challenging because I don't always want to give it. Yeah. Yeah. To be honest. Sure. You know, I'm co- it's like. That war, stop. right? It is. It's the constant war. And I think that's where we want to leave you, friends. That's. Talk about, let's work this out in our hearts. Where are you at? What are you thinking about? Um, Got to be constantly asking ourselves why. We do, and it's good to talk about these things with people. And we'd get into that now, but we're running out of time. And we want to, you know, our whole thing is want to encourage good conversations about the things going on around us and in the books that we're reading. Um Thank you for listening to us as we try to make sense of what we're reading and discuss it together. We hope that it is encouraging to you. We hope that it um, pushes you to do the same uh, and have conversations with friends, family, um, pastors, uh, fellow Christians that differ from you and that are the same as you, even people who are not Christians. Mm-hmm. Um Like, subscribe, share. Like, subscribe, share, and ask yourself, why am I giving? Bye.